This is an SM Media production. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Pro Wrestling Show. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always and I'm delighted to welcome this week's special guest. A, we- a pleasure to welcome onto the show Martin McCarthy. Martin, how are we doing mate? It's a pleasure. Good, good. Thank you for having me on. It's a no pleasure worries. to be here. I'm looking forward to it. No worries. It's been a, another busy week, obviously. We had our, our WrestleMania review a couple of weeks ago, which was very busy and we talked about it a lot, but the, the world never really stops, does it? No, it's always something going on in the world of wrestling. Always multiple things going on in the world of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get into a lot of them as well. Obviously, it's been a, a bit of a busy time, obviously, with the, the sale. Post-WrestleMania stuff's always really hectic. The first thing I want to talk about as well, and I want, I'm keen to get your thoughts on this, uh, a report from Mike Shari at Bleacher Report. Vince McMahon has emailed the entire WWE to inform them that Triple H is solely in charge of creative. Now, we watched the Raw after WrestleMania and it felt very different. It did, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it then, comparatively, the SmackDown again felt very different again. <laughs> and I think now we're at the stage where I think a lot of us, I, I, I look at it as well as a fan. I've enjoyed the kind of long-term booking aspect since Triple H just took over. I think a lot of people have. I didn't enjoy the the week-to-week, the rewrites, and I don't think anybody did. It's, it must have been hell being involved in it, let alone watching it. But this does offer a bit of clarity as well. And again, it's good to see like, Triple H. Hopefully this, this isn't just a case of he's getting it for a wee while and then in big events we'll change it, which I strongly am still of the conspiracy theory that Vince McMahon was very much behind Roman keeping the title for the announcement to go to merge with UFC. I think this is very, very interesting because there's been a lot of rumours and a lot of speculation and it kind of does kill it off because we now have Triple H. If there's anything wrong, Triple H is the blame. So having that is a bit better, I would say. I would prefer a Triple H product than a Vince product. Yeah, and I think we all know someone in our own lives that um, you know, left a job but doesn't really ever leave that job. So I think it's good to get that kind of clarity because we all know someone who, who left a job and didn't really leave it behind. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm, I'm not the only one. Sure, I don't know if you'll agree or disagree, but I don't like the idea of a, a Vince McMahon who's suddenly decided to grow a moustache and make himself look like what, what Waluigi, what Waluigi would look like if he grew old. That's the the conclusion I've came to with Vince, but. <laughs> I think we like we as fans were looking for something different. I thought WrestleMania was a really well booked show, and I think yeah. a lot of that was the long term booking, like the Sami Zayn story. I think it came to a good conclusion. I think the Rhea Ripley story has been told really well recently. Like there's a lot. The Cody story would have obviously been perfect, but there's a lot of long term. I can see the plan here. I can see the plan with a lot. Like I saw with Sami. That's leading to something. I can see they're, they're leading to something already with Cody and Brock. I can see that there's already... I like that idea as opposed to, like, two years ago when we really didn't know what was happening one week to the next. Yeah, it does seem a lot more stable now, especially like you used to get a very scattergun um, sort of booking before, so it does, everything seems to stabilise now. You do, you do understand, like, 
things do go week to week in a, a line. <laughs> yeah, and like obviously yourself being involved in the, the business, how good is that when you're you're in, you're seeing something you like obviously you're telling a bit of a long term story yourself. Like to have that kind of like plan in place, it must be better as a performer as well. Oh yeah, totally. And at the end of the day, um, especially if then the guys in the level of WWE, it's you know you need it's good to know what you're up to because your your well being and your income depends on it. So yeah. it's you know just from, just from like, I can't even imagine what it's like at their level, but it's just your income depends on it. So you you want to know as much as you can in advance. Yeah, absolutely. One, we'll move across the the wrestling world to uh, all elite wrestling, and it does look like one former former intriguing figure could be making a comeback and that is of course CM Punk there's a lot of kind of stuff to get into here obviously it's been well documented the drama between him and the the elite as it were the EVPs that uh, quite brilliantly had a, a few comments for them but it's kind of led to a lot of speculation as well will he ever come back first of all I'm sure you'll agree AEW needs CM Punk yeah, especially when you're doing that Wembley show. I think that's the big, the big ticket item for them. Is how do you, what do you do to make Wembley? You know, and it's CM Punk's got to be up there. And he's he's that bigger draw, obviously, for a for a, a stadium like Wembley when they're going. To, that's going to be the biggest event ever. There's no doubt about that. Oh, 100%. But with all that's went on behind the scenes, and I, I'm a huge CM Punk fan. I probably said like if I was starting a promotion and you wanted a box office draw right now, probably CM Punk would be at the top of the list. But there is that drama there. With the way it went down, obviously, there's a lot of people involved here. How do you fix that? Because I don't think the idea, obviously, the plan is apparently to have a third show on a Saturday night. Headlight. That's very Thunder, thunder vibes mm. to me. And we know how that turned out. I think three. I think three shows would be way too much, and I get if they're maybe going to do a brand extension. They've got a massive roster as it is, but CM Punk will be the biggest story. So, do you have that kind of dominating a Saturday night? I don't think Saturday night's a great night for a wrestling event. They're going to be going up against UFC, going to be going up against WWE pay per views a lot of the time. I don't think it's a prime time great place for a wrestling show. Like, I really don't. And if that's the plan, like, if it's late night, I wouldn't be for that. I would much rather, if they can somehow come to an agreement, get CM Punk back on Dynamite or Rampage or whatever it may be, and just try and get a resolution to this. Because Tony Cannibal, Tony, Tony Cannibal looking at this going, he has to pay CM Punk or he has to play him. He certainly will want to do the latter because he want a return on his investment. Plus, he'll be looking at, I'm a huge MGF fan, but MGF CM Punk still there to be told. Will a Kenny Omega CM Punk match work? Again, that could be interesting. But they really need him back. What do you think of the third show thing? Do you think that would work? Or is that potentially just to get him back in and not not have a lot of drama? Yeah, it's a funny one because I think, I think correct me if I'm wrong, sorry, because my mum's a bit fuzzy, but he did debut on Rampage, wasn't it? Yes, that was like he did. his first. So, you know, it's obviously WWE, when they launched SmackDown, they very much launched it as The Rock Show. And I kind of thought that's what Rampage was going to be for CM Punk. That was going to be like his his show, essentially. Yeah. Um, splitting up even again is quite a weird thing if that's what they're going to do. Um, 
if they do want to split him up, I'd put him on, I'd make him rampage his show. I think that was always kind of what I thought that was how it was going to work for me. I always thought that was going to be the sort of the, the idea of it when they did debut on Rampage. Um, very much in that WWE mode of having a Raw or SmackDown plus another, the other shows like the your main event or whatever, you know, shows there were at the time. Um, so that was kind of how I imagined it would work. But yeah, it does seem very strange if they're going to bring him back and put him on a, a third show. And obviously to this point as well, like we, we'll, we'll do a wee bit of fantasy booking. How What would be the, if you wanted CM Punk to, to wrestle it all in, who would you have him against? I think there is a story there with MGF. Like the, yeah. I think that's, I think if you're going to, for, for me, when I'm thinking of all in, I'm thinking like you have AEW really good at bringing in, you know, these random dream matches for wrestlers from all over the world. Um, so let your guys like Kenny Omega wrestle those kind of matches and then let CM Punk wrestle that really story-heavy match against someone like an MGF. You know, you can you can take that time. There's lots of time now till all in for them to start, you know, getting a coming across each other. Um, so I think that's, that would be the one I would go for, personally. I really liked the way he was booked beforehand. Like mm. I really liked he was he was going in straight the first match with Darby Allen. He was having matches every week, and I was like, that's that's kind of the way I would I would like to use him. I think um like a match like where FTR kind of resigning. I was quite surprised to hear that FTR were, were mm. resigning. I thought they were if Triple H was going to have the pull in WWE. I thought he was they were going straight back there. So to hear they've committed, there's definitely something you can do with the the three on three like definitely. down the line. Is it going to work? You could do something with him and Jericho, but again, is it going to work behind the scenes? I don't think that's uh, Moxley. There's so many guys you can do that with, but are you going to be able to do it? And is everybody going to be willing to do business? Because it either goes one way. You, I think the biggest problem with AEW, and I'm not sure you'll, I'm not sure if you'll agree or disagree on this. There doesn't seem to be a figurehead like Tony Khan's obviously there and the booker. I think these guys have a lot more pull over Tony Khan. I think Chris Jericho makes the decisions more than Tony Khan does, for example. So do you need that figurehead and is it just the kind of inmates running the asylum and is that, does that work for a major wrestling promotion? It's impossible to tell from the outside, but certainly um, no boss of mine would let me sit next to them at a press conference and say some of the things that CM Punk says. No. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I always do that line. It's like, yeah, nobody would let me do that in, in, in my job. So you know, there needs to be someone. Yeah, let's move on. Obviously, backlash seems to be kind of becoming clearer. Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus yeah. the heel will be amazing because it was there. <laughs> it was brilliant eighteen years ago when she did it. To have her back there doing that will be really good. Brock Cody definitely seems to be way forward. Very interesting. I think they are building towards Bloodline versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Riddle. They've obviously got the plans for Night of Champions in, in Saudi Arabia. Now, the tag team champions right now are Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Very unlikely they work in Saudi Arabia, given but obviously the past there. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. There is a lot of plans. And I think for the first time in a long time, like we were, we were thinking with Cody, we, if Cody was going to win the title, we were going to see the, the title kind of headline a lot of pay-per-views. Roman's going to get to a 1,000 days probably without defending yep. it. So... It's going to be a Brock and Cody will be really like it will be really good. I think it's it's obviously building to something kind of going forward with Cody, but perfect, perfect guy 
for Cody to work with coming off that loss at WrestleMania. I think it's just the right right atmosphere. Brock will throw him around, but I it's a match kind of when you thought when like when Cody was coming back, you th- you didn't really think that would be on the agenda, but now you know it's happening. You're like, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, and I think I think Cody's just got that thing about him. Like Cody just has that at the moment. Everything you're you're totally right. You wouldn't go, oh, Brock Cody, but now that's happening, you're like that's a brilliant match, and like. He's just, I think Cody's just got that. Um, I, I was just going to say this just now. I'm, I'm a huge Cody fan right now. I think he's, I think he's incredible. I think he's on fire just now. Um, he's at the bet since he's come back at Royal Rumble. It's the best he's ever been. Um, and yeah, all of a sudden it's like every, every match now. I'm just like, yeah, of course it'd be an amazing match against Brock. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's going to be fantastic. So the Cody story, like, very interesting to get your thoughts on it. We spoke about it last, the last time we did a show with obviously WrestleMania. Is there a with the codest? I thought the the ending was was in Hollywood. The finish, the story. I thought it was all written to be. Can you can you do it? Can you still do it and have the same effect? That's my worry. Like I, I've been looking at it and thinking how how can Cody Rhodes dethrone Roman Reigns now? Where do you do it? Can it work better than it did? Because it seemed written the entrance. Mm. Everything seemed to be perfect for that night. Is there a way to do it? Can will we see it? And how would you do it? Oh, it like you're totally right. It did seem so perfect. I mean, I, I was saying to everyone um that day that I was like, I was so sure it was gonna happen. I was, you know, I was, I was so confident Cody was gonna be champ that night. <laughs> uh but I, who knows? I think it's one of those that they've they've played their cards now and they're just gonna have to try come back from it. You know, there's always like you said, he's not defending it, so he's going to get past Roman Reigns, he's going to get past the um, 1,000 days. So they're all, anytime there's a big show, and I think people will be expecting him to lose now that he's got that, um, that, that past that milestone. I think people were kind of, you know, once they found out that was so close to WrestleMania, I think yeah. people were expecting him to keep the belts. I think now that they're past it, every show is now is up for grabs. Um, but you've always got to like lean towards, you know, your Summer Slams, your WrestleManias, your Rumbles, those big events. That's when you most expect it to happen now. And when we look at obviously Clash of the Castle, when I think Drew should have won that night, Drew's now in a position where he's kind of potentially his contract's going to be up. I think we'll see this a lot this year, but a lot of because a lot of the the WWE guys signed five five year deals in twenty nineteen. So I think we will see in the next year or so a lot more contract news. I think there will be a bit of a different environment. Drew's contract is up, I believe, at the end of this year. Chat seems to be that it's it's kind of fifty fifty whether he be signs or not. I think it's it's very interesting because I, is he ever going to get back to where he was three years ago? Like even at Clash of the Castle, where it was so perfect an opportunity to put the belt on him. Has his moment gone as a main event? And I know like we'll look at it obviously being like Drew and Scottish and seeing the journey he went on going from similar to Cody, like going from that kind of where he was not really getting used much. He was the, the third man in 3MB. To go from that to winning a Royal Rumble, like it's a, it's been such a good journey. Can he do it again? And is it better maybe going elsewhere, maybe back to where it... Because that, that made him, that absolutely yeah. made him coming back to like the Indies and doing really well in ICW and places like that. Like, is it Would he do that? Would he go to AEW or do you think he'll be signed? This is, this is the thing that I'm going to say, like, if you could just edit me, I'll just, just I'll say it all, all free and you can just edit whichever ones I'm right with. Uh, <laughs> and I was going, um, who knows? I think, 
with every anyone can always win a rumble. You know, I mean, that's the thing I always think is there's nothing stopping you know this rumble coming up. You know, next year there's nothing stopping Sheamus winning it. There's nothing stopping Drew winning it. This all depends. You know who who's there. Um, yeah, I think Drew's unfortunately Drew McIntyre has been a victim of circumstance, but obviously he's you know he did extremely well during you know that sort of lockdown era, yeah, and um, when he had the belt and all that, and he never got to two with that belt. And I think that's something that especially, especially, especially being Scottish, that you you wanted to see him with the belt so bad on tour, um, and he never really got to do that. Um, so yeah, I think I'd love to see him stay in WWE just to, and I'd hope he would get that opportunity again. Like I said, all it takes, especially someone like who looks like Drew and who, who wrestles like Drew, all it takes is a Roy Wumble or a Money in the Bank and he's back, he's back in it. And I think, yeah, that's a really interesting point. Like when you're seeing him, like when he won the Royal Rumble, I remember thinking like this is him and Brock's going to be so good at WrestleMania. He's going to get that moment because we'd, we'd seen him like, obviously like I'd be, Kind of being from, I was at being from here, like we followed his whole career and seeing him where he's come from and to get back. And his NXT run was so good. Yeah. He came up, it maybe was it maybe wasn't going brilliant to start with in the main roster, but it was slowly building towards that. The the pop when he eliminated Brock in the Royal Rumbles probably up the same obviously pop was a bit bigger for Ed's that night, but still to have that moment. That was his WrestleMania moment beating Brock and you just yeah. heard and you knew then he was winning and he never got that opportunity to to cash in and that he lost the year after to Lashley. He's and but the thing is well, he was involved in one of the best matches of WrestleMania this year. Yep. That match was amazing. And oh. it was so key to that as well. And WWE right now, there's a lot of guys obviously in that kind of position of like, where do they go from here? Roman's dominating there's not really that chance to to go to get into the title picture. I still think there's a there's a lot of time for Drew left in WWE. I think he's obviously built built to that. He obviously wanted to go back after after being released. So I would be very surprised if he didn't resign. Yeah, I, th- I think as well, especially with this um, from a board and business corporate point of view. But you know, with this merger going on, all sorts of things will be happening with contracts just now where they won't be wanting to sit, you know, because people will be looking at money and they won't be wanting to sign. But who knows in a month's time, everything will probably calm down. You know, it could be a totally different story in terms of, you know, money. Because that, that's always the boring things that I think us as fans forget. But there is there's a whole corporate structure behind this. I also have to look at the have to look at books, um, which is I imagine very tedious and not very exciting to talk about. But um that's a whole thing with a merger like this. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes as well. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll, we'll obviously, there's that. We've kind of covered most of the news that's taken place over the past uh, couple of weeks. We'll get into talking about your own career, obviously. We can we can tell you are quite obviously a fan of the, the business. Growing up as a fan, who were your kind of favourites when you were growing up? Well, what kind of era were you, were you a part of? Were you do first uh, remember? So my first wrestling memory was... Um, I don't actually. Well, this is the funny thing. I don't actually remember watching wrestling, but I remember arguing very, very uh, passionately with my brother about wrestling before I actually remember anything to do with wrestling. <laughs> so, basically, we used to argue who was better, Rock or Austin, and it was very much that NWO. Just when the NWO appeared, so that WrestleMania eighteen run up is what yeah. is my first memories of arguing about it. But I must have been watching it already to be able to argue about it. <laughs> so, um. That's like my first memory. So that kind of era, um, growing up, certainly, you know, The Rock and Austin, um, and 
but my main sort of memories are that kind of ruthless aggression after that. So, you know, you guys like um, Lesnar when he first came in was just an absolute beast. Not, not, nobody's ever seen anything like him. Um, obviously, John Cena. Uh, I, I mentioned him a lot, but he he was like someone I, I thought was quite, really cool when he came in as that Doctor Thugonomics. Um, then he had that run with the US belt where he was really cool, and then. As I've got older, I've respected him more and more as a as a person and like as an actor. And I think he's like John Cena's basically the greatest of all time as far as I'm concerned in terms of like entire, um, I guess influence on me, but also like just the entire package. So like between how long he's been wrestling for, his work with like Make a Wish and stuff like that, the iconic moments, there's so much packed into what what John Cena is. Um, so they're kind of like the big ones. Um, and then sort of just now, um, Bianca Belair is probably my favorite wrestler. Her and Cody are the two that I'm just. I love like as you can probably tell between all of that, I love like the big good guy. <laughs> There's just something like to me whenever everyone's like, "Oh, they booed John Cena because he was he was beating everyone." Like, no, I love that. That was <laughs> that was for me that run. <laughs> and like obviously, like when you're getting at, getting into it as a fan, obviously like opportunities and. Scotland aren't great, obviously, for wrestling, as you'll know, but when did you first kind of think, I could do that? Uh, it's, a, it's a weird story because um, I didn't really ever think it. I um, I don't actually know what made me, or why I signed up to do wrestling. I can't remember the exact moment I did it. Um, but to put a wee bit of um, backstory on it all, I um, signed up for wrestling in 2018, I think it would have been, um, and I wasn't in a particularly good place uh, physically or mentally. Um, I weighed about 115 kilograms, and I was like struggling to do really anything in my life. Um, and I, like I said, I don't know why I signed up. <laughs> I have no idea what made me do it. Um, like I said, I've always been a fan of wrestling. Um, I hadn't long got back into it. I had to kind of start watching it for a while. And yeah, one night I just decided to click the button and see what happens. And uh, that was didn't really didn't stop. That was five years ago, and I was still going. So something must have gone right. And getting into training and obviously things like that, like who were your kind of like mentors? Like who was who kind of took you under their wing? Like what was it like getting into kind of training first hand and early kind of bumps? Oh, <laughs> um, difficult, extremely difficult. Um, one of the first, so the first couple of sessions, so I signed up with the uh, GPWA, the Glasgow Pro Wrestling Asylum, and they had like an induction course. So it's like you, you it's just all twenty people are just all brand new, and then different coaches will come in and show you the show you the ropes, so to speak. And um I was very much like, oh, I'll stand at the back. I didn't really want to get involved. Like I said, I was my plan was after I signed up, I had like three months to prepare um to get in some kind of shape. And I could just put on more weight in that time. I, I did the opposite of preparing. Um and really the first person that kind of helped me was um Jack Jester. He was like the sort of the big early influence because he I think it was like the second or third weekend he pulled me aside and he said, Do you want to be here? Kind of like he was quite quite harsh, but but I think I needed it, and it was very much a um a firm but fair like if you're gonna be here, you need to you need to want to be here kind of thing. You know, you. I don't think I was holding the class back, but I was certainly, you know, I was always at the end of the the line. I was always I didn't really look like I wanted to be there, um, and he kind of kind of put the challenge out like if you if you sure you want to be here, then you know shows you want to be here, um, and yeah, that was that was a big push. I, I needed that, um, so after that. So that was a really big 
push and then after that sort of Stevie Boy um, was the next sort of big person that took me under his wing got to train a lot with him just the way the classes lined up um, and yeah he's massive influence on, on my career in the way I wrestle um, and then after that BT gone so between between those three that's kind of the evolution of the <laughs> the three people um, but all three of them I've got I've, uh, you know I can't thank them enough for everything really it's that's been them the three of them that's really helped Brilliant. do you remember your first match I do um, I was one of the I think like two or three people, three people uh, in the world that um, got their debut match on the WWE Network um, okay, because it was okay. during the lockdown, you know. Um, so I had no crowd. Uh, my, my debut match was an ICW. Um, it was like the first bit of physical contact I'd had with a stranger, and <laughs> <laughs> about six months was getting punched in the face um, from DCT. Um, it was an unbelievable time. It was it's such a such a nerve-wracking time. Um, you know, obviously, it's difficult to remember back, like, to think back exactly how everyone felt back then, but, you know, everything was so up in the air, you know, what, what was going on. And, um, yeah, my my debut was in the middle of this. Uh, the nerves were already high that I was even, like, having to go out and, you know, wrestle. Never mind. I hadn't yeah. wrestled, you know, um, another person so many months and then getting to wrestle and it was on the WWE Network. And it just the whole thing was just such a... This is unbelievable. Even even now, I'm just kind of even reciting the story. I'm like, I can't believe that happened. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> um, so that was my my debut. But I always like to say I've got I've had two debuts because then I also wrestled um in front of fans for the first time, um against Shaman A, uh, also on ICW. Um, so that was the second show back that they had fans at, and so I got to wrestle that one as well. So that was a uh, that was incredible. So between the two of them, I sort of consider both of them my debut matches. Um. And yeah, they both hold really, uh, really good places in my heart. I lost both of them, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into that. Obviously, like you know, as a performer, like the the losing streak you're on, like it's it's been on a wee while and things like that. But it's it's obviously like a story you're telling. Like it's there's obviously like because every week it's like, I mean, there's not many like I'm like coming from like backgrounds that I come from. Like not many people like putting up that they've that they're like zero for thirty one <laughs> or whatever, but. It's it's obviously leading to like a long term story and things like that, but it's is it good to have that kind of idea? Like when when did that idea first come about? That, that was a that was something you wanted to do. Um, it, it, it kind of came out of nowhere because I just thought it was funny. Um, to be <laughs> honest, at first because it, it was very much like I said, I was on ICW and obviously uh, ICW is some of the best wrestlers in 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 the world really. It, it, um, especially being shown on the network and stuff like that those eyes on them. Um, and I got to wrestling I was getting beat pretty quick so and my friends were sort of like oh it's really funny that every time you're on you're getting beaten a couple of minutes I was like that is actually pretty funny like there is some uh there's some undeniable comedy to to that and yeah it just kind of kept going after you know after after um after show started again I was like I said I'll just um I'll see what happens and obviously as I kept losing it just kept people kept the ball started rolling on it uh and people started talking about it I think that was when Everyone went, oh, right, okay, this is actually a thing that's going to happen. So, you know, as soon as the numbers start, because so, I think it's because it's real as well. Like, people can see that number counting up, the people get invested in the, the emotions there. Um, so, yeah, who knows when it will when it'll end? Um, you'll have to find out. Um, <laughs> you have to buy some tickets. <laughs> yeah, I think it's leading to, like, uh, do you remember when Cort Hawkins went on that horrendous losing streak and he ended up winning the tag titles at WrestleMania? I think you're going you're gonna to win, like... Win a championship your first time, well, that'll be so. very interesting. But like, obviously, the some of the promotions you're working in, you mentioned obviously ICW, like 
being a part of that kind of lockdown era, like that was it. That was weird as well, seeing like the, the asylum and nobody in it. But but I am Girders as well. Like there's a lot of really good promotions out there. And how how are you kind of enjoying working for them? Oh, I absolutely love it. I am Girders. I consider it to be like my home promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the place that I'm at the most. Um, those shows are always fantastic. They've got some of the best atmosphere, I think. Um, and it's always a good mix of like people that have never seen wrestling before because it's like friends and family and then like people that haven't fans and stuff. So I, I just, I think that's got, it's my favourite show that I, we do is Iron Girders. Um, but I've also got to wrestle a lot for community pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, and I do really enjoy those shows as well. They get to, I do strongly agree with like the, the community aspect of community pro wrestling is not a, just a tagline. Like they are going to all these like community centres and places that probably they won't get, won't get wrestling in their town for a while. So Get, that's been nice and getting to see people that never would have seen us before and again a lot of them um, a lot of people that go to those shows maybe aren't wrestling fans or they're just looking for something to do one night or um, they know like John Cena or whatever or, you know WWE but they don't know it's, it's a, a bright way of like getting in front of new faces um, so I, I love, those are the two main shows that I kind of work for and I love, I love them both um, yeah, yeah, I really enjoy working for both of them um, and ICW have worked for them uh, not so much lately, but I did get a chance to work with them in Newcastle, which was pretty cool. So that was my first match outside of um, the UK. Uh, sorry, outside of Scotland. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, they're kind of the three main ones. But I'm always looking to work for new people because I want to I want to wrestle where I can. Yeah, absolutely. Like, obviously, like you've worked with some some of your good names already. Like, who's kind of stood out? Like, who's been some of your favourites to work with so far? Uh, BT Gun, I think, was was probably the one I've, I've, I'm going to say quickly because um, he's. He was someone I really looked up to, um, especially when I started finding out about Scottish wrestling. He was the person I was always like, wow, this guy's, this guy's incredible. You know, I always say, like, he's so incredible because he can do anything, any type of match, any type of wrestler, any any opponent. You'll, you'll go in there and he'll, he'll give you an incredible match. Um, so it was incredible to work with him. The other person I always like to mention is uh, Shikil Sham. Because um, okay. he was one of the strongest guys I've ever been in the ring with. I always think he's, like, incredibly strong. Um the way that he sort of threw about. Um, and then and probably the other person I wanted to give a shout out to is uh, Levi, because um, I've got to team with him and wrestle against him. So that's been really amazing. And one of the times we teamed, as you think, both times we teamed together, we teamed at um, the uh, Comic-Con. So that was in the SEC, which is a really incredible venue to get a chance to wrestle. And obviously, um, coming from Glasgow and going to many of a gig in there, uh, mm-hmm. so getting to wrestle in there was pretty, pretty brilliant. Brilliant. Kind of final kind of thoughts. Obviously, like going forward, like it's it's obviously your your kind of hopes and expectations to take it as far as possible. Like, where do you see yourself like in the future? Like, what's the kind of ambitions in wrestling? Just to make make enough money to live on it. That that would be that's the dream. It's the dream for all of us. It's um not to have to work a day job. You know, I, I still work a nine to five. Um, and I'd love to not. <laughs> I'd love for this to be my life. And. Yeah, that's that's ultimately the goal. It's to see as many people, travel as many places, and uh, not have to re- not have to work in front of a computer. That would be the the dream. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, we're going to put you in the quick fire round to close the show. You're ready to be put in the spot. Okay, here we go. Right, who'd be your dream opponent? Uh, John Cena. John Cena. Favorite match you've had so far? Uh, BT Gun. Uh, Iron Girls. If I was to give, ask you what match if to with apart from your own, which is probably I don't know if it will still go on the network, but your your favorite match you could go back and watch. Um, oh, I think it's 
Kurt, uh, Kurt Angle versus Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio. I want to say Ooh. WrestleMania 22. Yeah, that's that was, right. Yeah, and yeah. that was Ray won the title, yeah. Yep. Brilliant. Would you prefer being a face or a heel? Oh, face. I'm I'm the I'm the cheeriest person ever. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the best character in the locker room? Who's always the funniest when you go in? Uh, Mikey Devine. Without fail. He's also the funniest in the ring as well. <laughs> yeah. WWE or AEW? Ooh. WWE. It's the closest to my heart. I've asked you three people you would start a faction with. Who would they be? Uh, Bianca Belair. <laughs> I'm going to go straight to that. Uh, Bianca Belair, Cody, and uh, Ron Strowman. I think he's funny. Brilliant. Uh, favourite film or TV show? Uh, favourite film, Real Window. Alfred okay. Hitchcock. Brilliant. Final question, your dream arena. Arena? Oh, Hamden. Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, the amount of times I've been there for a game, why not? <laughs> Martin, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show. Best of luck for the future, and I really thanks appreciate so you coming on. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Brian. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for tuned in. Please follow us on social media, and as always, subscribe to our YouTube and podcast channel. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.